Well, grace, peace, and mercy be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, thanks for coming and joining me tonight to be able to worship and to be able to hear the word of the Lord. I know some of you have had a, a long day. Maybe some of you had some things happen over the course of today that were difficult or you didn't expect, but you're here now. And I hope as we gather together as this family today that we just take a moment to be able to rest and just be filled with energy in the Lord. Because all of our, our bodies, they fail, they, they break down, they, they don't hold up in the way we want to, and all the things of this world, that exact same way. I didn't plan on saying any of these things to you tonight when I was thinking of the sermon today, but I talked with probably about five of you at dinner, and all of you had something that happened today, or something that happened tonight. My life was no different, but we're here now, so let's clear our minds Focus on our Lord as he focuses on us. It's Advent. We begin this first time, a word that means coming, that the Lord is coming to his people, that the Lord is coming not just in the form of scripture, but for you and me. What exciting news that we have to be able to share. During this time, as we look forward in celebrating Christmas, you probably make lots of different preparations at your house. Think of some of the things that you do for preparation at your house. Maybe some of you are getting wreaths out. Maybe some of you are decorating your tree already. Maybe some of you are putting lights on the house. Maybe you're purchasing gifts, or maybe you're way ahead of everybody and you're already wrapping your gifts. Make a lot of different preparations during Christmas. And you know what? You and I also are called to make preparations during Advent. Advent is something that we can make preparations in, not just to be able to celebrate the, the holiday of Christmas, but to celebrate that coming of the Lord. Something that is super exciting and truly a blessing to us. In fact, that's what I want us to focus on tonight, is that simple word, bless. You probably use this word as a part of your vernacular from maybe day to day, maybe week to week. I bet at least month to month, maybe somebody sneezes and you say, yeah, or uh, maybe at the end of your email, you write God, you know, bless you or blessings on your week. I was at somebody's house today after I was departing and leaving from giving them communion. They said, blessings to you, Pastor Jeremy. It's this, this greeting that we share, this concept of blessing. But what does that really mean, to be able to be blessed, to be a blessing? It's all over in our reading today, but let's first look at just a very simple definition of that word, bless. <clears throat> to speak or to act favorably towards someone. Not too difficult, right? To be able to speak or to act favorably towards someone. This is a main and key piece of verbiage in our text today. In fact, in all three of them, but especially in that Old Testament text, the story of Abram. God comes and he calls Abram to be one of his chosen people, to be the father of nations. Let's hear that scripture passage again. God comes and he says, I will make you into a great nation, Abram, and I will bless you. 
Imagine hearing those words from God. I will bless you. If you came in tonight and somebody handed you one of those little purple pieces of paper, if you want to get out and just follow along, if you don't have it, it's fine. I have the questions up on the screen. I just wanted us to be able to think through some things and actually prepare ourselves tonight. So look at that first question with me in this preparation time of Advent. The first question is, how has God blessed you? How has God blessed you? I want you to take just 20 or 30 seconds, and I want you to think about, or you can even write down if you would like to, how God has blessed you. I'm going to just step aside for 20 seconds, and I want you to think about that. Write it down and come up with some ways. How has God blessed you? It's easy for us to think about all the things that do not go right in our lives or all the things that don't go the way that we want. This morning, the first thing I woke up to was my daughter knocking a glass off her counter and it shattering in like a million pieces all over her bedroom floor. Dad! Dad! And I go in there and the first thing I'm doing in the morning is sweeping up and cleaning up wet glass that's all over the tile. But I'm thankful and blessed to be able to have a glass to be able to put water in for my daughter to have a bedroom to sleep in for me to have a daughter to be able to have all of those things that you have that go wrong during the week that don't function correctly we're blessed to be able to have those things and the sink breaks and something on the house goes wrong the fact that you have a sink the fact that you have a house your body breaks down when it doesn't do the things it's supposed to. The fact that we have a life, the fact that we have a body. There's a lot of blessings that you have in your life. And during the time of Advent, when you start to think about those blessings, it might change a little bit how you think about the preparation of our Savior that is yet to come. What are we doing with those blessings? God goes on with Abraham. He says, I'm not done with you yet. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. Not only are you going to have blessings come into your life, you are actually going to be a blessing. Imagine how much of a privilege that that was for Abram to be able to hear those words. You will be a blessing. In the late 1800s, uh, the Canadian Pacific Railroad was being constructed. And as they put together the track, a good portion of it went through a Native American's tribe land that they had made a deal with. And the Native American people were happy to be able to have some type of infrastructure being able to come into their area. The tribe was the Sika Sika Indians, and they had a chief who was named Chief Crowfoot. Don't ask me how he got his name, but here he is, Chief Crowfoot. And uh, as part of the, their gift to the tribe, they gave Chief Crowfoot a uh, pass that he could ride the train anytime he wanted to for his entire life, anywhere he wanted to, as many times as he wanted to. Chief Crowfoot was super excited about this pass that they gave to him, that he actually wore it as a necklace every single day of his life. 
He kept this passage, this, this badge of honor to be able to wear, to be able to share about this gift that he had. Finally, as Chief Crowfoot's life went on and he eventually passed on, it was said that he actually never used the pass even one time. He had something of great value that was gifted to him, but all he did was turn it into a simple necklace that he liked to show. What about you? What do you do with the blessings that God has given to you? What do you do during this time of Advent for preparation? What do you do with that identity of being a Christian, of being stamped with that mark of Christ? Do you wear it simply as a necklace around for people to be able to see? Or do you put it into action? Are you a blessing to others because of how God has blessed you? This is the calling that God has for Abraham, and actually it's the calling that God has for all Christians. Paul gets into it with the Christians in the city of Corinth when he is talking about this. And he tells them, do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Do you not know this? That Christ our Lord is in you. Are you sharing him? Are you taking this blessing that you have and being a blessing to others? And that's where we come to our next question. How can you bless someone this week? I want you to take a moment again and think about this. Is there a name that you have? Is there something that you can do? I know there is. So take time to either pen it down or meditate upon it for a minute. How can you be a blessing to someone else this week? Remember that name or that idea and just put it into practice this week. It's part of our preparation for Advent. God goes on, he says, Abram, I have even more. And all people on earth will be blessed through you. It's not just a couple people you're thinking about, Abram. It's not just a few people in your immediate family. It's all peoples on earth, now and forever, God tells him. Imagine that blessing that's being put upon him. And this father of faith, as we are told within Scripture, that is able to have all these different branches come out through his bloodline to be able to share this wonderful blessing. Did you ever make a fa family tree before when you were younger? Or maybe some of you are getting interested in something like Ancestry.com, like my aunt does. And so maybe uh, you're diving into this a little bit. Maybe when you were younger, you know, you started with that simple piece of you put yourself right in the middle of the tree. And from there, of course, it was mom and dad, and then grandma and grandpa great-grandma and great-grandpa, as far as you could try to remember or recall. This can be difficult. How many people in here, you don't have to necessarily answer, can remember or know the names of your great-great-grandparents? Actually, I kind of want to know, does anybody know the names of their great-great-grandparents? So, People who are in the field of ancestry will tell us that after three 
generations if we are not some major, major, major historical figure that we are forgotten? I know this is super sad news <laughs> leading up to Christmas. <laughs> that we are forgotten. I know maybe my great-grandparents' names, a couple of them. I don't even think I know all of them, especially not my great-great-grandparents. But that's what happens after time. And this has always happened. This isn't just something new in our modern era of information moving fast or moving quickly. This is something that has always occurred. It even occurs in the family tree of Jesus. I always feel so bad for whoever gets the reading on uh, when we go through Christmas if we've selected Matthew chapter 1. It's the genealogy of Jesus. And it begins with Abraham, our individual that we're focused on today, Abram. And as it goes through, it starts off so easy. Abraham, Isaac, you know the next one, Jacob. Yeah, it's until you start getting down a few more. Then there are names that nobody has ever heard of that lives today. Nobody is being, that's being born today is being named any of these names. They're completely confusing. And guess what? They're all forgotten. However... As you go down through these names, little by little, over 40 generations, you get to that final name, Jesus. We know that one. You see, even though these individuals may have been forgotten, even their namesake isn't around anymore, faith has been passed down through the generations over and over and over again. And this bloodline has been passed down over and over and over again, the great blessing that all of them have received to be able to pass on. And you and me are a part of that bloodline and that blessing today. We probably won't be remembered in a few generations from now, at least most of us, but our faith can. You can pass your faith down from generation to generation to generation. And in doing so, this is a great way that we can bless God. I know that sounds unique or different. How can you bless God this week? What I mean by saying that is how can you show your faith? How can you share your faith? How can you live a life of worship? Not just our time on Sunday or our time on Wednesday or here and out throughout the week, but through our life and everything that we do. Again, not a modern concept. This is something that is very scriptural. Uh, crying out in the Psalms, we hear, Come, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who stand by the night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands to the holy place and bless the Lord. So back to that question again. What can you do this week to bless the Lord? What can you do this week to remember the blessings that God has given to you? What can you do this week to bless someone else around you? All these things we put together tonight in realizing that we are truly blessed to be a blessing to others. That a big part of our preparation and leading up to Christmas is to be that mouthpiece for the Lord. To be able to share with people around us who God is and the great gift that he sends to us 
on Christmas morning. In our New Testament lesson, when Mary hears that wonderful news, she says, I am blessed because God has recognized who she is and given her this wonderful Savior. Tonight, you too can say those exact same words. You are blessed because God has recognized who you are and he has given you this wonderful Savior. Who can you share that message with during this time of Advent? Let's pray. Dear Lord, for all the names that were either written down by pen or pencil tonight, for all the names that were mentioned in our heart or even just thought about in a moment in our head, Lord, we ask that you will use us over the next week to be able to reach out, to be able to touch the lives of others, to be able to share who your son is. Lord, this is the most important news that any of us have ever received, the most important blessing that we will ever have. Make us bold to be able to share it with others at all times and in all places. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.